This is the Gospel for Life, where we have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. Around the table today is Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Jonathan Van Hoogen from Dayspring United Reformed Church, Vinnie Hanke from Valley Life Community Church, and Ryan Hemphill from Treasure Valley Reformed Presbyterian Church. To catch earlier broadcasts, just search The Gospel for Life wherever you subscribe. To find out more about this ministry and about our annual conference, go to ReformationBoise.com. Welcome back to The Gospel for Life. Uh, Just real quickly, I just wanted to remind people that if you have feedback that you want to give us, our email address is thegospelforlifeidaho at gmail.com. We appreciate those that have reached out. We're actually in a couple days going to be engaging in a series based upon a question that was sent in to us. So we would love to have questions, topics, feedback, and you should always get responses from us on those particular issues. Currently, we are working through a mini-series on doubt and what do we do with questions and and the struggles of, of faith. And just remember that having questions, having doubts is not the same thing as unbelief. Having questions and doubts sometimes is just part of the process of faith. Um, you're trying to get to a place of greater security, greater knowledge, greater trust, and that can be a process. And along the way, questions can arise. And those questions do not have to be fatal for faith. Um, they actually can be used to deepen and strengthen faith if you deal with your doubts in the right way. And we have been dealing with some principles for dealing with doubt. We've worked through seven of them. Today we are on number eight, and number eight is proactively expose yourself to faith challenges. Why would this be a productive way to deal with doubt? We talked about one one of the causes of doubt is having a weak or an ignorant faith. And so if you live in kind of the sheltered Christian, you know, bubble where you're never exposed or challenged by the world and the culture's objections, then the first time you are, uh, you're, you're not prepared. Uh, you may not have the defenses or uh, the strength of faith to combat those. And mm-hmm. so um, if you spend some time proactively exposing yourself to the objections of Christianity, you can be better prepared for when you encounter those in real world situations. I think of so many of the college kids, uh, college freshmen who experienced a crisis of faith because they were never challenged. They just it was spoon-fed. Mm-hmm. The Christian faith never took real responsibility or exposed to challenges. And then they meet that you know, sociology professor who's got all the objections lined up, and mm-hmm. they're just wrecked by it mm-hmm. in that first summer's chaos when they come home. There's a lot of uh, illustrations God gives us in the physical world to teach us spiritual truths. And I think in this regard, if we don't, exercise our bodies if we're not physically active and engaged when you know the bull just become weaker and then when we do have a physical challenge we won't be able to meet that challenge and when you're working out what you're doing is you're in a controlled environment you're challenging your muscles and you're challenging your body and there's a minor breakdowns that then it grows stronger and could face future challenges more effectively and in a similar way you know as we 
in a controlled environment look through and challenges to our faith, our faith is strengthened. And um, I think a couple of good resources uh, for this is, uh, you know, R.C. Sproul has a couple, a, a big book that's called, Now That's a Good Question, or That's a Good Question, where he just goes through various questions regarding the faith and answers them. Another one is uh, a book called The Consequence of Ideas, and uh, it, it deals more with kind of those hard philosophical questions that have influenced uh, our culture and society, and he wrestles with those. I think that one of the things that's good about being proactive in this way, there's a devotional aspect, and you kind of touched on that. It strengthens our faith. We look at that, you know, maybe that's not a question I had, but I had never fully come to grips with the answers that are given and studying it. And it supports that, but it actually shows in a wonderful way how the Bible does answer all of life's questions. You know, the, it it does uh, support me, and I and I can you know I see the sufficiency of everything that I believe, and there's a credibility to it. And, and I'm not; these are not things that people are just incredulous about. But there is a there's something firm there. There are many infallible proofs offered in God's word. And so it it supports even those areas which you've never doubted, mm-hmm. um, which is which has this devotional uh, awe and wonder about it. Just to tie this back to an earlier one, num- number two on this list of principles was remember that truth has nothing to fear. Mm-hmm. And this is why what Ryan says is so important that if you deal with these challenges in an environment that is controlled. You don't have to fear the questions. Mm-hmm. The The questions are going to, to lead you to truth. And so my struggle has been, like Vinny had talked about, the, you go off to college, um, even Christian colleges. I'm extremely frustrated and upset with Christian colleges in America because they – Because of tenure? <laughs> well, no, because these professors <laughs> believe that they all these kids are coming in that haven't really struggled with their faith – haven't really wrestled with do, why do I believe what I believe, and and these professors believe it's their job to deconstruct, but they're not doing the hard work. Deconstruction is easy; mm-hmm. it's lazy. Right. Let's be honest; it's pathetic man's work. Yeah, anybody can deconstruct anything. Just take a sledgehammer to it. Yes, Hopefully, yeah. the the hard work is constructing. Mm-hmm. Is 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 helping somebody actually come to core convictions by walking alongside them in that process. And I I am embarrassed by the professors at so many Christian institutions have that have done lazy work, to be real honest. It's I been think, a frustration yeah. for me. I think it's important that you walk along with somebody where they're at, too, yeah. because you know, there are some people depending on what they know, first you're presenting the plausibility of Christianity. You're you're showing that it, you know, you're not in one sense, you don't aren't trying to answer every question, mm-hmm. you know, you know, with you know, and put it in concrete. But you're you're dem- you're leading somebody along to see that this is more credible than the thing I thought I believed. You know, there were men that were really good at that. You know, mm-hmm. of course, R.C. Sproul was one that was really good at that. It could take a question from anybody, 
and Francis Schaeffer, the same thing. You know, he, his, he, you know, he was in Switzerland, he, you know, uh, where people would just kind of go to actually ask questions of this man. You know, he, you know, he was like the guru on the mountain in the sense that he, he took the question in. He tried to understand where they were coming from. And then he presents the plausibility of Christianity. And to some degree, you know, you know the reader of C.S. Lewis, mere Christianity, is going to get some of that. Tim Keller wrote a book called The Reason for God, Belief in the Age of Skepticism. And they're not, they're not making things concrete, but they're demonstrating a certain plausibility and a credibility to this faith that was once delivered. Number nine on the list is explicitly identify your alternative to Christianity. Mm-hmm. Wrestle with the question, if I reject Christianity or a biblical worldview, what worldview am I going to adopt that's better? Mm-hmm. Because everybody has a worldview. You can just say, well, I'm going to just not have a worldview. Well, <laughs> That equals that, death. And that um, is a worldview. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The problem in not believing in God is that we will believe in anything. And so you have to uh, see where those things are. There is, a, there is a, a value to a certain testing of your presuppositions, seeing where the logical end of those things will leave you. I think it's, mm-hmm. too, we talked about one of the four steps of deconstruction is that perceived happiness or euphoria at the end of the process mm-hmm. but i think that's that's only because they haven't begun to deal with the big life questions now in their quote-unquote new worldview right they haven't thought about life well, I morality think for a moment that little splash in the in the pan or whatever flash in the pan they've forgotten the questions yeah yep. but the questions didn't actually go away right they're they, going to come back yep and if you're not using a christian worldview to try to deal with life's questions now what and so i think there is that euphoria for a moment Mm -hmm. but when all of life comes back yeah now what yeah the next time you suffer the next time you experience a difficulty yeah yeah Mm -hmm. good place to start there would be to pick up the book of ecclesiastes and begin to read it and Mm -hmm. and then and pay careful attention to uh, the closing chapter of what really matters Mm -hmm. The final principle, I think, is act- for dealing with doubt, I think, is actually the most important, mm-hmm. and it is to pray and read the Bible. Wait, Russ, yeah. are you saying that praying and reading the Bible yeah. will lead to good things? Yes, yes, I am. <laughs> I am. I am. Yeah, I mean, that aspect of but you know, reading the Bible is, you know, a lot of these things, know the true test of Christianity, make sure you're doubting what the Bible actually teaches. I mean, in order for these things to be combat- combated, you actually have to be in the book. You have to actually be in the word and know exactly what it says. And if we remove ourselves from that, you know, we're just cutting off any understanding that got that because yeah. God will work through his word. Yeah, it's it's not a bracelet. It's right. it's not a WWJD. You know, the only way you can ask that question is that you actually are back in the in the Bible and know that answer. My pastoral care class, he talked about my professor talked about People would come to his office seeking care and, and a question, and, and this was kind of his first gatekeeping question. Was says, "Well, what's what's been your prayer life through this? What is God speaking to you?" And then, you know, as you've been reading your scriptures, what are you what are you wrestling with? And mm-hmm. if they didn't have an answer, he would send them back out and say, "You are not going to hear anything from me that you can't hear from the Holy Spirit and the Word first. 
And then if you're wrestling through that, come back and we'll walk alongside that together. But this was his first principle for wrestling through life issues was getting into times of prayer and scripture reading as a gatekeeping place. What we know is that the word of God is a power. And so often we begin to struggle, we, we wrestle with fears, life experiences cause us to have doubts and certainties. And what happens is we turn inward. And what we're really doing is we're turning into our own instability. And what we need to do is go to that which is sure and firm and, and that which is stable. And, and that's what you have in God's word. That's what you have in God. And sometimes we fear to go to, to God. Like, I don't know, I, maybe that's not right to take in my concerns or my questions or my doubts. Hmm. And that would not be, and we're going to touch on this tomorrow, but that, that wouldn't be what you would find as you actually go to Scripture. That the testimony of Scripture is that God has heard doubts, has dealt with doubts of his saints throughout the ages. Mm-hmm. And, and as you would go to God in prayer, as you go to God in his word, you're really just mimicking what you would find in, in Scripture itself. Mm-hmm. And so all of us would just strongly encourage you, go to God's word. Mm-hmm. I, I would say go to the Psalms. Mm-hmm. Walk through the Psalms and see the, just the, the raw emotions that you'll find from God's people. Um, and read them and own them and pray them back to God. And um, I think you'll find that some of the doubts will lessen over time. Well, we'll finish this up tomorrow and we'll see you then.